who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. since the TWAB came out, the community has been talking about one topic, sunsetting. They're unhappy about it. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about sunsetting, the new vendor changes, and how the PvP is changing. Welcome to Fireteam Chat. On today's show, Travis Northup is joining me. Travis, good to have you back. Mug clunky. And Paul Tassie is here. Paul, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing quite well. I think the the conversation around destiny is focused on one thing everybody is talking about sunsetting and the reasons why they feel it has failed them if they were excited about it and the reasons why they would like to actually see it not continue with the game paul let's start with you what was your reaction to reading the twab this week and where are you landing on sunsetting what's going wrong here Dylan first said that he was going to talk about the moon weapons and the Dreaming City weapons coming back. And on its face, you know, you could see how that could get some people excited because a couple of people were like, oh, what can I pull out of my vault? Like, <laughs> you know, what can I use again? Um, but then once it was revealed, like what's actually happening, it is only being they're reissuing four weapons from each destination. It You cannot use your old ones. You're going to have to regrind the reissued ones anyway. Uh, they will have new perks and... It seems one of the main ways to farm them will be doing um, the old dungeons again, and they're being offered as rewards there. Fundamentally, this just kind of was a tipping point for a lot of people, I think, where no one can really get past the fundamental idea that it's not terribly fun to be asked to rerun old activities, to re-earn old weapons that you have already grinded for god rolls just for the arbitrary reason that the old ones just have a power cap now. And this is kind of bungee granting a wish because we said, like, okay, if they're going to bring weapons back, they have to give them new perks, which they didn't do with Dying Hunger. It was just the same gun with a higher power cap. Now, they are doing that, but it's still just not quite enough. Like, it's hard to know what perks they would even give those weapons to make them, like, that coveted and, you know, desired. And I think sunsetting is just not really panning out the support, like, potential supporters of it at the beginning, like me really kind of envisioned and it's only been two seasons, but it's just, it, it's not hitting the way it, I think it should. And I don't know we'll, we'll see what happens this season, but it doesn't seem to be starting out super strong. Travis refresh my memory. Were you a big supporter of sunsetting when it was initially announced? Were you hopeful that it would have a positive change on the sandbox and, and what's your reaction now? Yeah. So I, I was a like 
tentative supporter of it when it was first announced and kudos to you Destin because I think you were the only one who really like stuck your feet in the ground and was like this isn't going to be good for Destiny Um, but yeah my initial thought was hey look nobody likes the fact that we're just using the same weapons for multiple years of Destiny like that's not fun that you know with the think of the time it was recluse we were just all using that submachine gun for everything and you know I, I think a lot of us were optimistic that sunsetting meant that they were going to introduce new weapons that's what they've done in the past and destiny one you know every year we got a vendor refresh and the weapon meta changed and a lot of weapons got left behind with the previous year i think we all envisioned you know that kind of coming back where we weren't relying on the same old weapons and we were getting a, a new batch but this is sort of the worst of both worlds right not only are relying on the same old weapons because they're just reintroducing them but we're actually having to like re-earn them rather than just getting to keep them in our vault. So it's kind of like the worst of the old system and the worst part of like sunsetting, which is like you're just grinding for the same weapons. So yeah, I, I'm I'm really disappointed with the way that uh, sunsetting has been implemented. I was hopeful, but a little worried about it uh, at the beginning. Um, but yeah, that it's uh, it's really a shame that that it's gotten to this point. And I think uh, you can see that in the community. Like people are not happy about this, uh, obviously. So. I think I was blinded by my hate for Revoker and Mountaintop, where I was willing to <laughs> sacrifice anything to see them die, and then the, the cost just wasn't worth it in the end, it turns out. <laughs> yeah. a, a, a lot of people have pointed to uh, Joe Blackburn's post that was uh, back in December, and, and here's what he said in that post. There's no way for us to make more rewards at Destiny standards and still maintain the health of our current team. Therefore... We're going to reinforce the rewards team with more talent that will allow us to deliver quality and quantity in the future. Molding someone new into a master destiny gunsmith takes time. This isn't going to be a change that the community will feel next week, but it does put our best foot forward as we step towards the witch queen and Lightfall. So the, the effects of what happened with this weapon and sort of armor drought and this this sunsetting problem i don't think that's going to be fixed in the near future i think we're going to i mean he clearly states that we're going to be dealing with this until the next major expansion i i was concerned that this exact situation would happen with sunsetting where they're just reissuing the exact same thing and i tried to convey that many ways and people just i think people just had uh, an expectation that never came to came to fruition. The problem is if they if they if they stick with sunsetting, the 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 fact that armor is sunset at all is just absolutely ridiculous to me. I, I have no, I don't understand how that makes compelling gameplay. Because even if even if you have a really good set of armor, you could have a few different sets of armor, and it takes so long to acquire. Like. 500 hours to get like god roll armor for some people who have been like min maxing everything right that wasn't a problem in in my mind people weren't like oh man i wish i could get armor again like like that that aspect of it is very strange to me secondarily he talks about the health of his team and and i i can understand wanting to be responsible and and not have people working crazy hours to just continually develop weapons but what they what's happened is they still have to continually be balancing for a large pool of weapons a tremendously large pool of weapons and if we look back to when mountaintop and recluse were a problem those guns were adjusted to the point where Mountaintop wasn't really a problem in PvP anymore, and to the point where Recluse was, it was still really, really good and, and usable, but there were other options in the sandbox. Now, they still have to make new weapons, but they make them incredibly safe, so nothing really interesting comes out. That's not really exciting to get. They still have to balance the sandbox for all of the existing weapons, and I don't under... I don't understand from a development standpoint how what they've created now is easier for them because they're constantly cycling in things. So, so their whole point of, you know, this is going to be easier on the team. How you had to fix three guns before now you have to fix, you know, 50 where you're introducing guns that just aren't interesting to acquire. Do you guys think I'm on anything there? Or or can you see like, maybe like, Oh, this isn't advantageous towards Bungie because of these reasons. Uh, Travis, Paul. Um, yeah, I think, first of all, I'd just like to cover your armor thing, because I think you're you're on the money there, which is that like the problem with 
armor is that no one ever complains, oh, your armor's so OP, you only ever use that same set, which was like the argument for weapons, right? right? Like, I, I get that argument. Like, oh, oh, the entire PvP meta is just using Recluse. Like, we need, we need kind of a weapons refresh. I get the um, philosophy there. I don't get the philosophy of, like, like who cares if you're using the same uh, you know, sh- shoulders or, or gauntlets for, you know, four seasons in a row, especially with transmog coming, you can change their appearance. And you're right. It takes so long to grind for a God roll armor that like, I mean, in the shorter seasons like this one, because of the uh, month long delay, like it would take you the entirety of the season almost to get your perfect armor set. And then you're on to, you know, the next one possibly. So I really don't get with that, but uh, for, for your weapons one, I I'm really not sure. I mean, I don't know how much work it takes to put go into a weapon or tweaking a weapon or that sort of stuff. All I can tell you is Bungie's got a lot of employees and they seem to even struggle with monitoring their sandbox. And maybe that's a result of the fact that Destiny has, you know, 5,000 weapons or whatever um, and is actually trying for balance because obviously you can do games like Borderlands, which, Paul, I know you cover a lot when that game's got, you know, tens of thousands of weapons, but they're not going for balance, right? Like kind of the the... Every balance match in Borderlands is like we buffed thirty weapons. <laughs> like, yeah, right. Yeah, it. yeah. Their their balancing is just like it's it's intentionally ludicrous because that's the whole style. So I don't I don't really know how much work goes into it, but I I know that the system that is happening now isn't really working for players, and I think that the one that they're proposing of of you know adding back old weapons and making you regrind them, I think it's not going to be successful. It's it doesn't give motiv- people motivation to do it. Um, and I feel vindicated in the fact that I've never really chased after God roll weapons now because uh, there's lots of people who are angry about sunsetting it. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm not really sure, I guess, is my answer about the, the time resources thing. It does seem yeah. like they're exploring new ways to add mods to weapons, but they're still the same weapons. Like the Nightfall rewards are going to be, I believe it was Swarm of the Raven, but better, definitely Palindrome and Shadow Price. And then uh, exotic. some of the things coming in 2021 are Exotic Kiosk, uh, they're getting weapons like Bell Winters that are coveted that aren't obtainable right now. Uh, Transmog's coming this year, and Crossplay is supposed to be coming this year. So those are positive things that are also also being worked on. And they did discuss this idea that they're looking at armor and how to keep armor interesting because they're sunsetting it. I feel like this is going to create just more problems for them. Paul, you were about to say something. What were your thoughts? Yeah, so addressing both those points, the armor issue is weird because sunsetting armor is a solution to the current problem with armor that is only going to get worse when transmog hits. Because if transmog hits and we have armor 2.0 where they don't roll with fixed you know, perks anymore, we just slot everything in, we can change the element even if we want. If you have that and if you have transmog and you don't have sunsetting, that creates a game where essentially you get three pieces, like three sets of armor, and then never have to get armor again. So they put sunsetting in to at least force people out of that to like have to get a new set because it's just gone. I don't think that's a good solution. And I think that speaks to how kind of samey and boring armor is, but like it's only going to get worse once Transmog gets here. Cause like, okay, they're reintroducing the Dreaming City set. Like, what what like what's the point <laughs> like who, who cares if you could suddenly get like a, a not cap streaming city set unless unless you really go hard on like the mod angle like okay these streaming city mods are now like super relevant again for this content and that but like we haven't seen that so unless they go really deep down the the hole with these you know specific slots for specific activities and things you're just creating a system where no one ever needs more than you know three sets of armor for any given occasion and even that, it's it, it's almost like one set for most players because they eliminated the elemental affinity for all the different weapons, which I think was a good move. But again, that that helps you know make builds, but it also made it even more samey. So I I don't think they've ever really figured out armor. Uh, in, in terms of your previous point about them, you know, kind of creating more work for themselves, it just it just seems like this made things worse for everybody, like on the player side and the developer side. So like players now. You have a new season that was introducing loot. Um, like worst case scenario, the loot wasn't that great. It doesn't outclass the stuff you want, so you didn't really want to go for it. Now the, there are there's still the potential for that to happen. They can still make a season that has underwhelming loot. It's kind of ish what we've seen outside of like DSC loot for this season. But now you're also losing 20, 25 weapons. So it's not just that the new loot is bad; it's that you can't even use some of your old loot that you had already. So like you now can- you have constant you know, stuff being taken away from you. 
Um, you can literally have a god roll of something in your inventory, and then you look at the new one that you got that's the same, and you're like, it, it really devalues your memories yeah. of earning that weapon originally. You're like, man, that took me like 300 hours to get, and here's my new one, and I'm going to have to do that again. No. And, and on Bungie's side, like, like what you said is right. It's like I don't think there's any less balancing that really has to go on here. Like, yeah. They don't have to balance like Recluse and Mountaintop and Revoker anymore. And yet they haven't sunset any exotics. So like something else just comes up. Like Anarchy is still like top boss DPS and Xenophage. And uh, Arbalest is now the thing that is is dominating trials or whatever on console. And like these are still, it just, it just shifts the problem somewhere else. So I don't know how much work they've actually saved themselves by sunsetting everything like yeah like maybe sure you did sunset mountaintop and recluse so you can stop balancing those forever but like 40 other guns you know alongside those like at least i i, I don't see the the real purpose of that the problem also seems like it's going to further compound because every season you're going to have this staggering of loot that's just going to move its way out of the sandbox and they're going to have to a repopulate the sandbox and b the play on the player side you're just like well i don't even know what i have is is good anymore i'm just going to put on a bunch of garbage because who who knows which piece of armor is going to be out of the sandbox next season and like okay yeah you're you're going to have transmog so you can look like whatever but it just it's just it's a mess and it's really problematic for me as a player it's just like i think that's where that feelings come from people just feel like there's no reason that i should play this game everything's going to go away literally next se- or not it, it feels like everything but a sizable amount of the things that you've earned are, just go away next season and i i don't think they've made an interesting enough set of tools aka weapons and armor to incentivize you to continue playing and earning new gear any any final thoughts from anybody or do you want to go on to the next thing i I will just say one last thing about armor um i think that if if they do go down the road of like you sticking with one set of armor uh for pretty much all of your you know play uh i think that that's okay because then the incentive becomes unlocking the cosmetic you know, option there, right? Like you're chasing armor if they make new sets so that you can get that transmog and then apply it to your existing set. So there is still, I know in other games, at least people care about and hunt, you know, the cosmetic stuff, Paul, I know you care about uh, the destiny as it's called. (laughs) Um, So, uh, you know, that, I think that will always be there, but yeah, man, I think like you guys said, like chasing the same set of armor over and over again, just because you want to be competitive that season is not a particularly fun loop. Um, but I think that's kind of been a problem forever, right? Like they had the seasonal mods on armor for a while and we were having to throw out uh, old armor and get a new set just so that we can have that new slot. Um, so I think this has been an issue for a while. And uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, you're totally right, Paul. They've like never fixed that part of it. And I think weapons are even farther away. So like armor's gotten better to structurally use like it, the, the 2.0 system where you slot in your own mods and can change the affinity yes. and stuff. That is better. Like it, it, it is physically better to play. It just creates an additional, probably lesser problem, but still a problem that armor is just not really something you ever need to chase. Once you get like the one stat roll you're looking for in that slot. And that is only going to get amplified by transmog because then there will not even be a cosmetic reason <laughs> to get more than one piece of armor per set. So yeah, yeah. I'll see. Let's move on to talk about some of the rewards that will be changing in the next season in a positive way, uh, including the Crucible vendor. The Crucible vendor is the example that they used in the TWAB, where you're basically going to get rank up rewards again. They've said to turn in your Crucible tokens now because that system is going away next season. Now, I correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Travis and Paul. It's just Crucible tokens right now, right? I saw DMG tweet about this, but I know Crucible for sure, but I think they said they aren't retiring all tokens yet. Correct. That will come they they said they're going to let us know later. So like Gambit and Crucible are getting the new system. Gambit doesn't have tokens in the first place. Mm-hmm. So you do have to turn in your Crucible tokens, but Strike tokens and like Iron Banner tokens, they haven't announced yet. I assume Strikes will end up getting the same kind of rank up system in a future season, just yep. not this season. Yeah, and uh, strikes 
Crucible and Gambit are all going to get two unique rewards for participating in this new system. How the system works is as you play, you're going to, you know, level up your ranks. And some of the examples that they have are like, you know, uh, currencies basically that allow you to level up including enhancement prisms and ascendant shards near the end i do think this is this is a positive change i think it's going to be interesting to sort of chase hitting the the cap and resetting every season you know call of duty has prestige for example and there's usually an incentivization there and with the new weapons and interesting things to chase that's really cool the, the one thing i challenge bungie on is i i do not think ascendant shards are compelling in in any way i i'm just not interested i have no interest in doing ascendant shards now if that was the pinnacle weapon and i knew i had to hit the you know the max rank for the season and the pinnacle weapons there i think that's much more compelling but uh a monetary thing <laughs> as a return and in addition it's it's an additionally time to resource because you're putting it on armor that you know is going to go away anyway so it kind of like I know for me, it gives me that feeling of anxiety, like, well, uh, should I should I level up this armor? No, probably not, because I need to save my ascendant shards. I need to make sure that I invest this in an armor set that's going to last at least at least a year, so I don't have to worry about it anymore, right? And then if you get a better piece, you've wasted that inventory on on a piece of armor that's just automatically discontinued. It's it's a really it's a really really messy system. So I would encourage like considering anything else but just money basically as a reward you might as well give me a stack of 50 tokens it doesn't matter you know <laughs> like it's, no more tokens. It's, <laughs> yeah yeah i'm just saying it. it's just hey we got rid of tokens but now we have this more valuable thing that's just like a token system Not a token <laughs> yeah it's even circular like a token the ascendant i mean well okay to be fair after after you get the first shard every reset after that gives you a random exotic which some people are saying the opposite some people were saying they wish that it just kept giving you a shard every time instead of an exotic given how you could farm exotics from lost sectors now and stuff but i i don't know i mean i agree with you that i think bungie's leaning just too hard on the concept of exotic or ascendant shards being like an interesting reward for high-end content like i just don't like people who are like speed running high-end content have more ascendant shards than they can probably use already. Like I, you know, people with stacks and stacks of them and in their postmaster and stuff. And then the types of people that are like, I do think this like opens up the average player now can crawl their way to, you know, a couple ascendant ascendant shards a season outside of the season pass, which is good. But that type of player is is like you said, like probably fretting about what to actually use them for. Should I ever use three on an exotic? Is this is this right? Like it's still not really a, a a solid reward whereas i i think you're right like a, a pinnacle weapon would have been a cool thing to get at the end of a reset but they're not doing individual pinnacle weapons for the playlist anymore they're doing at best one that's shared across all of them so you know that's not really possible anymore um i i do think generally speaking they have to figure out better high-end rewards than they're having so far whether that's curated masterwork legendaries like instantly masterworked legendary armor that drops which oh yeah ironically which they're ironically getting <laughs> rid of from the dreaming city or, or yeah from the dungeon or no the moon dungeon uh like that that's a genuinely kind of useful reward um but i think they got to expand past just ascendant shards and exotics i do think the system is an improvement the current system is just garbage like i think the highest reward right now is 10 cores or something if you reset something like that but yeah. it's it's terrible right now so this is literally better than that it's i just don't know if it's anything to get like super excited about yeah travis yeah i'm think? pretty excited about this actually because that's like most <laughs> travis, of travis is excited okay <laughs> of course i'm excited yeah it's a it's a rework of crucible rewards that incentivizes you playing more which you know i play a lot of crucible so uh yeah i, I think this will get me to play more um i i agree that the just giving an ascendant shard as a main reward and then a bunch of exotics i already have um, as you know, additional rewards isn't great. I think what they should do is, you know, bring back pinnacle weapons for a crucible playlist, and then every reset after that, the final reward should be, you know, either a random roll on that pinnacle weapon, or uh, you know, maybe it gives you an exotic, and then after that, it gives you like a unique legendary weapon uh, that gets random when you reset, uh, something like that. If the weapon's good enough, I mean, since we're playing crucible anyway, I, I would I would grind for that. 
um, just because it's passive and, you know, it would make things interesting. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. Like the whole currency thing, this is like one of my biggest pet peeves of Destiny, <laughs> Destiny is there are so many damn currencies and nobody cares about any of them. Nobody cares about Glimmer. Nobody cares about Legendary Shards. It's like all this stuff is just there to make you, you know, spend a, an extra two minutes playing the game, visiting Spider and buying more Glimmer so that you can infuse stuff. Like it's just... It's so monotonous and I've never really understood it. So I think there's a better path, but I, I do think that this is a huge step forward. Tokens were always confusing and not very, I mean, I've never turned in my tokens, not because I'm playing some sort of long game, but because I just didn't care. Like I just didn't, I knew that there was nothing in the rewards that I, I needed. So I just kept my tokens. Let um, me tell you, when you turn them in now, there will be nothing that you need. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I think I it's its own, it's own issue with the world loot pool. Like how can I, how can I get 200 drops from 4,000 tokens? And I'm sure you have way more than that. I think I kept one gun. Like every piece of armor that drops is auto dismantle from that yeah. playlist. Since they're all like 54 pieces of armor. The highest I ever got, I think was 60. And then there are world drops of weapons that I had already farmed in past seasons. And like, I yep. even the odds of like getting something you want from the whirlpool, I think I got one first in last out out of 200 drops. And like, what are the odds that the roll, uh, you know, I want is, is there. So like, yeah. that's a whole other thing. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. turning in tokens. I'm, is, I'm just glad that they're getting results. The, the other thing I'm glad about is that they're sort of aligning the loot system for crucible with um you know the prestiging system that they have right like resetting was sort of its own like way of getting loot and now it's tied into like the vendor and it's clearly like the way to rise through the ranks in that playlist and it sounds like it's going to be similar with gambit so i hope they do that for strikes but again they they do need to work on the loot system even if there was like a unique pinnacle weapon at the end and then it did ascendant shards every time after that fine like i'll take that you know give me the currency but there needs to be something at the end that at least lets me reset once and it hopefully gives me incentive to keep resetting if i can get random rolls on a on a pinnacle weapon or something like that um i, I don't think i don't think exotic certainly better be now me. i mean that it's a better yeah. system but yeah totally yeah I, I really don't like the ascendant shard reward as a matter of fact i don't think bungie is really consider the incentivization that even something as simple as leveling up armor could provide imagine if you had a set of armor that you really really enjoyed and yeah sure you could pay to level it up very fast or what if your time investment with that armor was actually rewarded by leveling it up really really high for example or giving it some sort of glow these things exist in the world of destiny and currently it's all a currency it's applied through currency and destiny one. Now part of this system, I, I actually find compelling even today, but uh, not the, the grinding of materials aspect the, you would have to level up your armor and then, you know, unlock the stat, the, the things on the armor to make it actually coveted. It was a little bit more of an RPG system. And then at the end you would have like power up slots basically where you would have to farm world materials that's the part i didn't like as much <laughs> I, I think a system where our time was rewarded by tangible things such as armor powering up or um, interesting perks being unlocked on your gear would be interesting as opposed to a currency system like they currently have um, but i try not to be an armchair armchair dev but one of the questions i did want to ask you guys today was sort of about the current status of destiny and what would at least one ideal change look like that would improve the sandbox for you or just just the game in general? Now, I said, what would your ideal version of Destiny 2 look like? But I started writing my own ideas and I'm like, oh, God, that's like two <laughs> episodes at least. Um, but but what's something you think would, would really go a long way to improve prove the, the game for you personally? Like what would what would give you more enjoyment? Travis, let's start with you. Yeah. So when you uh, gave us this prompt, like what's one thing you could, if you could just get it from destiny, what would you change? Um, like my first thought was like, obviously it's like content, right? Like more content. Like that's been the problem with destiny forever is that people can't get content fast enough. They burn through it super quickly and everyone is hungry for more content. So if there were any way to get more content, that would obviously be my choice. But I, I do feel like that's like an easy answer. And, and also one that's like, a duh like it's it's not like bungie's gonna watch this podcast and go oh why didn't we think of that more content yeah you know um so so that's this for uh, to represent the crucible mains but i think the one change i've just been really wanting forever is i want them to like 
actually uh, invest in Crucible and maybe even make it a, a set. No, I don't, I don't want to say like separate it from PVE, but a lot of people kind of know what that means. Like make the the PVP sandbox kind of its own beast where weapons are balanced differently and and you know it's it's kind of considered its own game. This is something that I think Bungie gave up on. Uh, all the way back in Destiny One, when they removed vehicles from PvP and got rid of their big, uh, big team battle maps that were in the game, I think that was the point of no return for them, where they just said, you know, this isn't a PvP game, this is a PVE game, uh, because they kind of, you know, backed away from their vision for what PvP was going to be, which was much more similar to like Halo. Um, and I think ever since that, it's sort of been like, you know, we've taken a few steps forward. They had the trials. They added you know rift and some other modes but then they've always sort of pulled back on that and i just think they should you know they should dedicate uh, they should really double down on pvp and try to get it to a place where it feels like it is on equal footing with with the pve environment because that's just been lacking for so long um and obviously that's a huge ask it would it would require a ton of changes to destiny and the sandbox and the way that bungie works because currently i don't think they're their team on PVP, it can't be huge, right? Obviously, otherwise we would have seen maybe a Crucible map in the past year. Um, sorry, throwing some shade there. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I, I think that's the main thing that I've I've just wanted from Destiny forever, and I know that it's it's not going to happen. I mean, they've they've made it pretty clear that that's not where uh, their interest is. Um, but yeah, that's just one of my my uh, things that I, I would be remiss to not bring up on this podcast and say that I, I hope that they. Uh, would change if if I could have my way. Paul, Paul, did you have some time to think about this? What's something that would really, you know, uh, help you enjoy Destiny even more than you currently yeah. do? Well, you changed the questions and made it a little easier. So if I have to just <laughs> pick one thing, uh, and if Travis did PvP, I'll do PvE. I think that it is time, well past time, for Destiny to get a truly new race of enemies. Like, we are, what, in year seven now, and the new races have been the Taken, which had new abilities that are reskins of old races and the scorn which technically were new but they they even though even the scorn use a lot of the existing like modeling and framework of existing enemies and their modified fallen uh i thought i think a lot of people thought that we were going to be getting you know the veil uh when the pyramids arrived a a new race that was inside the ships that would be some sort of new invading army instead the pyramids showed up and they're just giant talking pyramids <laughs> that's essentially what they are and there does not appear to be a new race of anything inside those ships unless we're just really missing that and i i would it, after six or seven years i just think it's time to introduce something new to the universe and not just be like well in year four it's you know we're fighting off the remnants of the red legion in this season like for the fifth time and i think that's something that the game really lacks and it's it's been two years even since the scorn showed up so it's this just isn't something that ever happens. And like I get that these these very specific races are hugely established in the lore. So it would have to kind of be something coming from the outside, which I thought would be the pyramids, but like I would even take something like maybe the pyramids just corrupt enough guardians, and then the sixth race is a bunch of corrupted guardians that we have to fight in various ways. And that's like the sixth race that's that's like a humanoid exo, you know, awoken an enemy or something like that. That that would be more than good enough for me. Um I don't know if we're on that path. I don't know if we'll ever be. If we didn't get a new, an entirely new race when uh, the pyramids arrived, I don't know if we ever will. And maybe this is just kind of a dream. But I also don't think it's like really an unreasonable request for a game like this. Like in in this style of game, like there's new enemies and new factions introduced all the time. Um, but we have seen pretty much nothing like that, except for on on two occasions modifications of existing races. So that's what I would pick. Cool. Um, I thought a lot about this one. I might cheat and do two, but I'll I'll do my first one. Do two then? We all have two, right? Like I want a second well, round. Of let this. me do my one. Let me do my right. first one. Uh, w- one of the things that I w- I would love to see is like uh, this season. I grinded out a lot of the grimoire relating to the crow and sort of his backstory about where he's been and everything. And largely, it's just like go do this thing and you you shoot a million things or whatever. And I think we were all sort of let down by these just blobs of text that the crow does, and that seems to be largely encompassing what we should expect for season of the hunt. So one thing I want to see is I want to see more stories within the world of destiny, not less. 
we've had so much storytelling uh, removed from the game. Tell one-offs with patrols, like give me a little bit more insight into what Zavala did. There's a whole cinematic where Zavala rebuilt the city as he was like growing as, as a guardian. And that's not really told in the game. Um, introduce more characters in the world. Like when I'm out roaming Nessus, why can't you tell me like just a little side story about something? I think adventures tried to tackle this problem, but then were largely just abandoned and we don't have adventures anymore. And that's sort of a bummer. Ikora doesn't do anything in the tower. I'm not learning more about Amanda. Uh, there's nothing going on really with, well, I mean, Saint 14 for trials has at least given us a blob of text. Give me a reason to go to those vendors and hell, even if it's just a wall of a text wall of text and you repurpose the grimoire to be like, oh, you have to do the quest line from Saint 14 to unlock all the grimoire for that season. It's a repurposing of something they're already doing. But as opposed to me getting 500 headshot kills with uh, a hand cannon, it's go actually go to this vendor and actually get narrative from this person. And like somebody like Amanda holiday could reward you with a ship. There's so many ships in the game that you just can't get anymore. Or we're just retired. And like the designers who worked on the ships, just it's just not utilized. So they have interesting rewards that they could offer or like pinnacle rules, for example, on weapons that could be, a reward at the end of any of these quests and a guaranteed way to sort of go through it. So I, I would just love to hear more stories because this story, we got the beyond light campaign and we got the season of the hunt and that was largely it. And the writers wrote so much and there's some truly interesting grimoire tied to the season about what's going on that you really have to dig for. And I think if you just put it in front of our faces and gave us an icon, not only will it feel like the world is more alive, but it will also give us compelling reasons to go to vendors that we normally wouldn't visit and feel a closer connection with those characters. And uh, that, that was my that was one thing that sort of uh, jumped out to me because, yeah, it's a it's a looter shooter and you want to get loot and everything. But uh I think it's cool to feel really connected to the, the characters within that world. Uh, Travis, you said you had a second. Let's do a second round. I honestly think second we, I mean, round. okay. Obviously we it's fun to talk rounds, about. But yeah. Yeah. But actually what's funny is when I was making my list for this, my second one was the one that you said, Dustin, it was like, we just need to tell better stories in this thing. My third one was at a third uh, or at a new enemy faction. So it's kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> my, my fourth one on my list, and this has like been, I think I've said this on Fireteam Chat ever since I was on my first episode over a year ago, uh, which is that, like, there should... Why are there not rotating playlists for things in Destiny? Like, it, it, it blew my mind ever since they had, like, all these raids, and then they just, like, threw away all the ones that weren't, you know, the current raid, and, and you just did the same one over and over again. Like, not only should raids have their own rotating playlist where every week it's like a new one that's relevant and they all drop powerful gear that week that they're active, but they should do it for just Destiny activities in general because the Destiny sandbox right now and what you actually do in it, the three main activities, you you can get bored of those real fast. And it's got me wondering if it was the right move to take away all those modes that they added, right? So they should also do a rotating playlist for which activities are in the game, right? Like one week you log on and you find out that that week Menagerie's back and it's giving powerful drops and I'll log on to do that. You know, the next week you find out that Armories are back and Menagerie is gone. So then you decide not to play, right? So, uh, you know, I think those sorts of things and what you're actually doing in Destiny since they've already built it, if their problem is that, Destiny's kind of gotten too big and players don't really know what to do. You can kind of focus their attention week to week using content you already have. Um, and that lets Destiny grow without becoming too bloated. And I've I've thought for years, again, I don't want to be an armchair developer. Like, like none of us want to do that. But just like I cannot for the life of me figure out why they haven't implemented something like that, you know, and, and kind of focus our attention. Same thing with strikes, right? Like they, they cut down the amount of strikes that are in the game. If their goal was to, you know, I don't know why you want fewer strikes in your game, but if that's your goal, then just you can add some in one week and add in another one next week and you can change up the box so that it's not always so samey. And I, I can't for the life of me figure out why they've never implemented something like that. So that would be my my number two thing that I think they should add. Paul, did you have another one? Yeah, there's a few different ways I could go with this. I mean, kind of jumping off what Travis said, like I, I fundamentally want destiny to be a game that continues to 
expand. And the problem with this past you know period of time has been it has just violently contracted. And we've seen that through content vaulting. We've seen that through sunsetting. Like, and that is that I don't think that's the destiny anyone envisioned. And like I know I what I'm saying is going directly against their stated things of like, can't manage all this. Like we needed to take some stuff out to like, you know, clear out garbage data and like things like that. But like on, on at a consumer level, I I have a fundamental problem with buying content and then the game pulling out things like entire planets and story campaigns. Like, I just don't, I don't think that's good. I don't think that's good practice. And then as a player level, the complaint was not, was about useless areas and useless activities was never like remove them. It was find some way to make them viable again. And like, you know, there were infinite ways, you you know, we could still be farming God rolls of, of things in the forges or menagerie right now, but like you had menagerie sit there for, what, a year, two years, and it just, they never even changed the loot pool in, in Menagerie, as far as I can recall. Like, or if they did, it was like once. Like, the stuff they had was underutilized, and it just it didn't need to be kind of gutted the way it was. And part of the excitement of Destiny is always kind of seeing the world expand and see where it goes. But now we've reached a point where it's just it's costing something every time this happens. And we don't know what destination is going to be vaulted next and, and what's coming to replace it and if those will be equivalent. And then it's, it applies to the loot too. I mean, it's it's the same thing as sunsetting. Content vaulting and sunsetting are the same concept. And it just, it doesn't feel good to feel like you're losing more than you gain. And like, maybe this is just a rough transition period with Beyond Light uh, because it, it was like the big one where they, they took away so much stuff, like four full planets, five raids, bazillions of strikes, but like all I know is like right now it does not feel good. Like losing what seven strikes that I the playlist is unplayable now. Like I cannot play it was already repetitive. And but now with even less options, it's like what, what am I even doing here? So maybe over time it'll be built back up. And I I, I keep hearing that they're not gonna sunset a big destination this fall. I don't know if that's true or not, but so maybe if they ease up on on content vaulting and, and sunsetting and they do start adding a lot of new stuff. It'll be okay, but at least for now, in the short term, I think it has felt very bad on a number of different levels, and that is something I would like to see not continuing as, as much as possible. And I would like to see the stuff they, they vaulted brought back. Fundamentally, I, I think 90% of that stuff should still be in the game and still serve some sort of purpose. I do not think that is an unreasonable ask or out of the question. Uh, ironically, with the, with the Dreaming City coming back, I was looking at Dreaming City content to sort of find a find a good image or just you know get some context about what they were thinking design philosophy wise. Then, and watching the Vidoc, they said players want their investment in Destiny to matter, and they want to see that reflected in the content. This was in a reference to the collection system at the time, but it's interesting because sunsetting is not meeting that design goal. It doesn't feel like my time investment is reflected, it's actually the polar opposite of a reflection of my time mattering. It's just constantly reminding me that I wasted my time because now I'm just getting the same thing again. It's it's really, it's really a negative feeling as a player. And I hope Bungie can address that soon. As for my second thing, because we were doing two, um, honestly, I think looking at just my notes, it's a lot of like really, really specific things. I think there's one thing that stood out to me about what I wrote. And that was less is more. In the original Destiny, we just did Vault of Glass and we would, that's how you would get to the max max roll. That's how you got Galahorn, unless you bought it at Xur. And that's how you got Vex Mythoclast. So it was a coveted destination that you would go to. And it was really, really exciting when you got the thing that you needed. There's some prevention so that you don't never get it now. Like maybe you do a raid like 30 times to get the the tomorrow rocket launcher, for example. And I think that's totally fine. But I do think that they've, by enhancing like the avenues where you could get pinnacles, they've just made hitting power cap not feel special anymore. It's not challenging. It doesn't feel special. You just do whatever. I think in PVE, it should have remained Raids is the way that you hit pinnacle cap. Trials in PvP is is how you hit pinnacle. And then Iron Banner comes along every once in a while and says, 
okay, everybody can have a chance, just do these bounties and you'll get a pinnacle drop. Um, yeah, I think that incentivizes you to sign on every week. There's a reason to sign on it at reset. Hey, I really want to hit pinnacle cap and I want to look cool. It it makes your guardian look more interesting when you're in the tower and you have that full rate set. They're like, man, that guy hit the cap. That's really, really interesting. And I feel like because there are so many pinnacles now, that's largely been lost. And yeah, so boiling down all of my points about about what i'm feeling i just like i think a lot of systems need to be reconsidered i feel like they've sort of departed too far from their original formula of of uh, uh rpg and i would like to see them return a little bit closer to those roots and and hopefully they do and i'm gonna sneak one more in there i, I definitely think that stasis i think stasis in pvp the idea of a super that stops you I think if I, I hate it, <laughs> I want it to go away. I'm glad they're adjusting shatter dive uh, and uh, the whisper stuff in, in PVP. They announced that in the, in the TWAB also, but I think the idea of a fast paced shooter game where as my hunter, I can twirl away and have a chance to survive. It's all been eliminated and it has grinded pvp to a halt for a lot of people and it's just it's antithetical to what bungie tr had designed philosophy wise in the pvp sandbox and that's that's why a lot of people are just done with pvp in my opinion travis were you gonna, gonna say something one in. You gonna that? bonus you're third. gonna sneak one in <laughs> i'm sneaking one in too uh collections man that was like really high on my list and i still do not understand what the point of collections is like I can't pull any of my legendary weapons because they're all randomized rolls. And even if I could, they wouldn't be at the current power level. So literally what is the point of collections now? Same with armor. I, I, I we've come up with a million solutions for the, this, like as soon as the collection system came out and it was sort of already not perfect, we had a whole bunch of suggestions for how they could improve it. And they've really done nothing to it. And with, with the where destiny's at now, it's sort of gotten worse. So my thinking is like, Hey, Destiny, I know how much you love your currencies. I will pay you one exotic shard for every legendary weapon that you let me slot into my collection that I can pull out any time, a specific roll of it that I already have, right, that I just, like, put into the collections. And I'll even pay you an exotic, uh, what do they call the Senate shards? I'll, I'll, I'll do, or no, what's the what's the big one? The circle, the orb, I always forget what they're called. The Senate shards. Uh, Senate shards, you got it. Oh, Senate shards, okay, I got it right. Uh, Senate shards, I'll pay you an Senate shard for every exotic that I slot in with a specific role, right? Like, I'll, I'll do your whole currency system and you can actually make me care about those shards uh, if, you, if you let me use collections, if you fix collections and make it what it was supposed to be, which was, the Destin, you always talk about that that warm, fuzzy feeling that you want of knowing that you always have a weapon and that it's safe and that you earned it and you yeah. can grab it at any time. And Destiny, you know, Bungie has sort of like gone out of their way to just like crush that for you over these past <laughs> few seasons. Like first they, you know, did okay, you can't get random rolls on collections, so you have to keep it in your vault. Then they limited vault space. Then they uh, or did nothing to improve vault space rather. And then they uh, now they're, they're taking away your roles with by making them irrelevant. So they've sort of done everything that we didn't want them to do in terms of making us feel like our pursuits mattered and that the fact that we earned these weapons mattered. Um, and I, I think they need to reverse that. And I think they already have the collection system. They could improve it. They could make us pay materials to actually use it. And then I would care about materials. And then I would grind as many, uh, you know, crucibles as I have to, to get, you know, ascendant shards. Um, you know, I, I would be willing to do all that. They just need to give me a system that lets me add things to my collections and pull them out whenever I want. So that's my rant on that one. I, my third one is no more blues. Yeah. <laughs> Auto dismantle. That's Paul's third one. I, I, I spent days of my life dismantling blues and I, I can't, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> so re real quick, as we uh, sort of come to the end of the show, I did want to talk about what's going to happen with fireteam chat in 2021. And, you know, with me going out on paternity leave, basically any day now, um, what that's going to look like. I think when I'm out, we're going to do a biweekly show hosted by Travis, uh, Paul, has agreed to join us also, and Brian will be here. They'll be dealing with the show. And I believe we're going to do bi-weekly, partially so that the team can do stronger episodes that have more meat to them. And also just because uh, 
you know, I'm asking for, for resources from IGN and they're dedicating it towards the show. And I'm really, really excited to see what Travis and Paul do. Going forward in, in 2021, I really want to make Fireteam Chat uh, a stronger product every time that we launch an episode. Paul, you know, during the the last episode, we sort of talked about, or, you know, off air, we sort of talked about Fireteam Chat and its legacy and everything. And and you actually said something that that meant a lot to me. You're like, man, Fireteam Chat means a lot to a lot of people. And I think sometimes when you're just in the day-to-day and you're creating this show and you're kind of putting it out there, you forget that. So in 2021, the show is celebrating six years on the air, six years. And a lot of people have been a part of the show. And I'm really, really appreciative to that for that in that time. So in 2021, I want to look at Fireteam Chat and look at how we modernize it. I, I don't know that the weekly format is necessary or makes sense. There's plenty of easy ways that I could do one-off little rant opinions, but I want to create a, a better product just through and through. And I hope everybody will stick with us and enjoy the new formats and look at the show as we go through 2021. All right. Yeah, I think that's everything for this episode. Paul, where can people find you? Let's just give him a little reminder. Um, at Paul Tessie on Twitter, Google me for my articles and I am on YouTube now at Paul Tassie. Travis, what's the first episode when I'm out going to be about? Okay. Oh, uh, it's going to be about Bungie responding to all of the things we talked about today and implementing them on the exact day that you leave for paternity. <laughs> that would be so great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The goal is sort of like to look at destiny and talk about the exciting aspects that we would love to see in ways we improve it. Cause I think that creates a feeling of excitement and hope for the future of destiny, especially at a time like now where the community is largely pretty soured on something like sunsetting. So thank you, Paul and Travis for joining me talking about our hopes for the game. And thank you everybody for listening. I really appreciate it. And by the way, yeah, we are on iTunes and we do have an audio version of this show. If you don't want to watch the video version, so check it out, but that's it for this episode, everybody. So until next time, Guardians, Guardians out. out. What does feminism mean to you? During Women's History Month, come explore feminism and how it's playing out in real life with season two of Thread the Needle a monthly podcast. I'm your host, Donna Schill. I use my background in journalism and draw on women's life experiences to add to the conversation on topics that matter to fellow feminists like you. Now in its second season, listen to new episodes each month as we explore finding yourself through divorce, battling call-out culture, questioning our ideas about masculinity, and discovering why girls' confidence plummets in their preteens. Guests include Stephanie Kuntz, historian and author of Marriage, a History, April White, author of Divorce Colony, and Loretta Ross, professor on white supremacy and call-out culture at Smith College. Listen to Thread the Needle on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.